<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Well, she's got a lot of things on her mind to talk about No Fun, the Jen Kirkman Podcast, Season 11, Episode 3, here in 2023. Hi, I'm your host. I'm Jen Kirkman. Thanks for tuning in. If this is your first time, I've been doing this solo podcast about what's going on in my life, in the world, or in my head for 11 years, hence the 11th season label. Anyway, what will I talk about this week? Well, let's just get started with this article I saw. This this was out for this has been out for a while. That uh Gen Z, Generation Z is offended by the thumbs up emoji. Now, that is a dumb claim. You know, nobody's offended. Maybe they go, Ugh. I don't like that emoji. Um, but this article claims that older generations stand by it. And when I first saw the headline, I thought, oh, come on. Come on. We can't, we got to just, we can't be reading into things too much with emojis. Emojis were meant to keep things light. See, people need to talk to each other more and then you'll understand people's tone and inflection. And then I realized I don't like the thumbs up emoji either. It's kind of rude. It just depends on when it's being used. If you're texting someone and saying, I just had this breakthrough in therapy and I realized that I can't love anyone until I love myself and I don't love myself and your friend just hits thumbs up, that's that's rude. Cool. Thanks. Got it. Awesome. But if you say, okay, we're still on for coffee today, right? Meet you 
at 3.30 on the corner of Bloop and Blanc Street and you thumbs up me, I'm like, great. Although if you went, you and I made coffee plans a week ago and then I'm I'm just getting in touch saying, it's still today, right, at Blink and Blanc Street and then you only give thumbs up, then I'm like, mm, they don't want to go to coffee anymore. You know, instead of, yay, yes, see you there. But if we've been texting every day about it, where we all, everyone knows we're all very excited about this coffee on Bloop and Blanc Street and I'm just confirming, thumbs up is fine. So I think what we're going to learn, I'm going to predict this before I even read the article, I think what we're going to learn is that like anything else, even in real life conversation, there are nuances, there are situations where something feels appropriate and something doesn't. And I don't know why we need all these generational fighting articles. We don't need to keep fanning the flames of what is a very natural process of being new to the world and of being mm, halfway on your way out of the world, which is younger people, why are they doing things this way? Don't they respect anything we've set in place for them? Or don't they realize we set this in place for them? Or we had it hard too, no one listens to us. And then younger people coming through and being like, why is everything this way? No, 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 I must rearrange it. You know, there's already generational strife as we all kick and scream, coming into and going out of this life. We don't need an article about emojis to make us feel further apart from one another. You, you, how many more? You want any more uh, midlife crisis Gen X men doing stand-up about, oh, the kids are offended by emojis now. They're offended by a thumb. In my day, if you were offended by a thumb, it meant someone was sticking the thumb up your ass on the playground. You want more of that? Then write more of these dumb articles. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this. I'll let you know what I think. That's right. That's what we do here on No Fun the Jen Kirkman podcast. We read a headline. We again, it's just me here. I read a headline. I have an emotional reaction to it, which is the point. And I bring it on the show and I read the article out loud for the first time and see if it even was about what I thought it was. So let's see what, let's see how backed up this hypothesis is. Millennials and Gen X, hey, at least we're included in something. Listen up, you could be offending your Gen Z colleagues by using the thumbs up emoji at work as they claim it's passive aggressive and confrontational. Hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to say when used in the work environment, I don't think it's passive aggressive and confrontational. I think people are busy and thumbs up sounds good. Yep, papers will be on my desk. Got it. I mean, the example I gave about meeting for coffee, you want to be a little bit, you know, kind to someone you're meeting up with. You want to make them feel like you want to meet up with them. So right now, um, I'm against Gen Z as I read, read those two sentences. Let's keep reading. Even worse, there are various other emojis that could make you look old if you use them as the younger generation have branded them out of date. Oh, I don't care about that. I recently found out that Gen X uses too many ellipses. I always use them. I don't uh, use any punctuation in my texts unless I'm texting, you know, like my boss for something. I just don't want them to think I'm a ding dong. But I don't. I can't be bothered. Texting I find so annoying and I just want to get it over with. Now, I had read 
years ago that it was like the Gen Z thing to use all lowercase and no punctuation on their tweets, which I'd already been doing. Just saying. But on texts, when I text with younger people, it's everything's capitalized perfectly and everything's perfect. And yeah, I just can't be bothered with that. So I think there are generational things, but if that makes me look old, good, I'm older. And so that's what it's going to look like. I don't have time to be like, which emojis are for the young or the... All emojis are stupid. We have been infantilized. We are adults using them. Phones aren't inherently for children. These were emojis invented for us. I mean, I use the laughing, crying one. You know, the laughing with tears bursting out, tilted to the side. That's my most used emoji. Sometimes I write ha, 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 but I don't like clicking on the text and choosing ha-ha, I don't like that one. I would rather use the laughing and crying emoji. And actually this entire time when I was saying thumbs up, I was thinking about when you click on the text and it gives a thumbs up. I guess that it's no different than typing in the emoji thumbs up. But just to be clear, if you wondered, well, how does Jen's brain work? All right. So a 24-year-old has sparked debate over emoji etiquette after summing up the Gen Z view over the controversial thumbs-up icon as they argue it should never be used in any situation as it is hurtful. Taking to Reddit to share their view, the anonymous 20-something wrote, well, they just said it was a 24-year-old. Now it's a 20-something. Just, just say the anonymous poster wrote. See, who wrote this? Uh, quote, no one my age in the office does it, but the Gen X people always do it. Took me a bit to adjust and get out of my head that it means they're not mad at me. Okay, see, now this, I will say, Gen Zers, we, we cannot coddle this because you shouldn't, here's the thing. Let's say we're mad at you. It's okay. It's okay for someone to be mad at you. We can all move on from it. Now, let's say someone's mad at you for a reason they shouldn't be. Then you absolutely are in the power position. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And you can say, are you mad at me? Not maybe like that, but say, is there a problem? You know, when I see that thumbs up emoji, I think it's passive aggressive. And the Gen X will go, oh my God, no, I'm just, I can't fucking be bothered. I didn't walk around with a phone in my hand my whole life. And I'm just trying to say, yeah, sounds good. I, I can't even be bothered to type, yeah, sounds good, because I'm the boss and I'm doing all the things. If you come to work thinking everyone's mad at you, I guess we got to cover therapy in the healthcare package because that is a whole, that is like a whole mindset that you're coming to work with. 
And I have worked with people like this. I think everyone is mad at them all the time. It's exhausting. And it's exhausting to live that way. I used to live that way. But I really, I guess everyone interprets everything differently. But I don't think you can demand that everyone in generations above you stop using an emoji because it's hurtful to you. You know, it's not a middle finger emoji. It's not the poop emoji. It's a thumbs up. In my day, that was cool. We had Fonzie, hey, two thumbs up. That wasn't even my day. I was watching Happy Days when it was in repeats. It was uh, originally on in the 70s. But I mean, not that I wasn't alive in the 70s, but I believe in the 80s when I was watching it, it was repeats. Anyway, listen. Actually, maybe it wasn't. Was I watching first run Happy Days? When did Happy Days air? The first episode was January 1974, and it ended in 1984. Oh, I was watching it in real time, y'all, except for the first few seasons when I was I was born in 74. Okay, all right. I'm older than I thought in, in some ways. Okay, so other people agreed with this 24-year-old on Reddit and said, they they feel uncomfortable after a work colleague uses that seemingly harmless emoji. One person said, my last workplace had a WhatsApp chat for our team to send info to each other. And most of the people on there just replied with a thumbs up. I don't know why, but it seemed a little bit hostile to me. <laughs> Guys, no. On a, uh, listen. No. If you walked into your boss's office and said, Here's that report that I stayed up all night doing that you wanted this morning when you switched the deadline on me and I canceled all my plans and they just gave you a human thumbs up in the moment. That's rude. But we're talking about phones and we're not on the phone and apps all the time. We wanted to get it over with. Okay. The digital culture discourse comes after one poll of 2,000 young people between the ages of 16 to 29 found the same results, with the majority of them agreeing that those who use the thumbs up emoji are officially old and past it. Okay, nobody truly old is working at your company. They're in a nursing home. So we need to stop calling people in their 40s and 50s old because y'all, you're going to get there sooner than you think. And I and as much as I'm going to love it when you guys are 40 and 50, because I'll be 70, and I'll be watching you all experience ageism from Gen Alpha or whatever. I'm going to be like, yeah, where the fuck? I told you guys about this. I told you this was going to happen. And you didn't listen to me. You still won't listen to me. Because you'll be like, ew, a 70-year-old's talking. But here's the thing. While these findings may leave people baffled, a business consultant told um, MSN, that it could be time for older generations to rethink their emoji use. Commenting on the reason that Gen Z colleagues get offended by the thumbs up is that when you use that icon without words or context, that's where the issue comes in. No, I get that part, lady. This lady gets paid to say the obvious thing we all know. Oh, is that what it is? I thought they just didn't like thumbs. Um, she, she says we have to understand how people could be threatened or disillusioned by the all good icon. No, because it means all good. You have to learn what things mean. Maybe you don't know what emojis mean. Maybe we need an emoji class the way we used to do the 50 states. She says it feels like people are too lazy to type a written response and it doesn't provide clarity as to next steps. Do you mean, yes, I will do something? Okay, I agree. Or is it just confirmation that you receive the message? Okay. First of all, everyone is too lazy to type a written message. Um, 
But I do agree. You don't just give a thumbs up when someone doesn't know if you mean, yes, I agree, or just confirming. I mean, of course. But I have a feeling that like that's not the issue here. I have a feeling people want a little more, um, like, uh, I don't want to say coddling, because then I sound like one of these old people, but like, or one of these in my day people, you know, but but a little more uh, praise. But maybe like if you're on a WhatsApp or you're on a, a text, anything where you can give an emoji would not be the proper place for praise anyway, unless it was something quick like, thanks, you always rock it. I don't know. Whenever I get comments like that, it just means nothing to me, though. The only thing that means something is hearing I got a raise or, you know, the boss comes in and says, you know, you've really stepped it up this year, something like that. But if, you know, I've had people write things in a text or an email saying, you're awesome. And it just goes right over my head. I write that to people. And of course, I mean it. But when I'm really grateful, it's like you say something in person or you get someone a gift or whatever. But I don't know. This whole discussion is stupid. (laughs) It's stupid for all generations to have. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, so one person on Reddit asked, why do you feel it's unsettling? Honest question. Cause that's literally how I respond to 90% of messages. I'm almost 40 though. Another older person who's almost 40. I can't believe that's considered old now. Just when I, uh, whatever, another staunch fan of the all good icon says, I love it because it means many, many things. It means I approve or I understood or I agree. If anything, my only would objection would be that some days it might be hard to tell which one it means, but it's generally pretty clear. Look, I, 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 my bottom line is this. I'm not saying anyone of any generation needs to toughen up because I think we're all pretty tough to live in this insane world at any age. But I will say, if you constantly think people are mad at you, Honestly, the common denominator in that issue is you. And the sooner you can learn about that, the better you're going to feel going through this life. And so maybe the old people of age 40 who are using a thumbs up emoji uh, that are forcing you to look at this issue have actually helped you on your journey into becoming, okay? But otherwise, these articles are ridiculous because look, they're getting me all riled up in my Gen X way. And I don't want to be one of those people.
Okay, before I go to the next part of this podcast, I just want to remind y'all that if you are listening to this on your favorite podcast app, thank you for being here. You may also join the Patreon and you get full episodes, which are usually anywhere from 60 to 90 minutes long with absolutely no ads. And they usually come out on Wednesday nights. The This version that you're listening to on your favorite podcast app comes out on Thursday mornings. And again, you get two episodes per month for three bucks, three episodes per month per, uh, for $4, and all the episodes for $5 a month on my Patreon. It's a great community. If you sign up, you can actually put this link into your favorite podcast app so that you can listen to it the way that you normally would listen. And if you want to go to the Patreon page, you can chat with other Patreon subscribers. We have a great big discussion going on the, I guess you would call it, a comment section under last week's episode where we're all talking about our ear piercings and how using rubbing alcohol really didn't do anything bad. And people are telling uh, funny stories about their experiences going to hospitals and doctor's offices and being told they had to take a pregnancy test. So always really fun, good chats going over on the Patreon. So join up. The link is right there in the description or in the show notes or just patreon.com slash Jen Kirkman. And I believe that's all I want to say. My goal for 2023 is 2,500 Patreon subscribers. We're always hovering anywhere between 1,000 and 1,500. Let's get that up because I know tens and tens of thousands of people listen to the free version. So let me hit my goal this year. This is the year that I will save a shit ton of money and you will help me do that by joining the Patreon. All right. So this is from one of my Patreon subscribers. I normally save the listener email portion just for them, but this person is a great writer and I thought this was a fun subject because we have talked about this celebrity on the free version of the podcast before. So I thought you would enjoy this hot gossip that you can't get on moi because this is a nice long letter from Jessica. Okay, she says, hi, Jen. This is, I guess, a random story to write in about, but since you've provided my favorite commentary on this particular celebrity, I felt like this was an appropriate forum to share my most fun celebrity sighting of all time. Okay, the year is most likely 2014. I'm a preschool teacher on my way to school. It's around 8 a.m. a weekday. I'm making my way down 4th Avenue from the Union Square subway station and I'm working the hardest trying to convince myself I do not want to purchase a $12 smoothie from Liquiteria. Rest in peace, Liquiteria, she writes. But spending the day with 15 three-year-olds is physically and mentally draining work. And having an apple pie smoothie to sneak sips from in the corner of the classroom felt like a necessary coping mechanism, an emotional support smoothie. As I approach the storefront, I notice a baby in a fancy stroller, which is truly a no less common sighting in the East Village than pigeons. I notice, though, because this baby is chowing down on a credit card. Yeah, just fully holding a credit card in its little hand and gumming it like it was teething. Like it was a teething ring. And I think, oh my God, ew, what? Gross. 
And I briefly imagine all the machines the card has been through, all the tabletops it's laid upon and the hands it's passed to and from, and how no one thinks to wipe down a credit card because why would you? It's a credit card. Again, the year is 2014. This is pre-COVID. It is then that I notice the adult in charge sitting on the bench just near the stroller. And this guy is like head back, eyes closed to the world, like he's in his own living room enjoying Miles Davis on vinyl after a long and terrible, horrible day. He looks wrecked. And I think, this is incredibly unsafe. I mean, we're on 4th Avenue during the morning rush. It would have been the easiest thing in the world to snatch that credit card right out of the baby's hand. It's a baby holding a credit card. Sir, are you well? And I have a moment of pity for the man because I, too, am very, very tired. I didn't have kids at the time, but I knew from my time in the classroom that kids be wild. Being a parent must be exhausting in a seemingly permanent way. If I needed the smoothie, if I needed the smoothie to make it through the next six hours, Lord only knows what this man needed to get through 24 hours. Here he sits in front of a busy store on a busy street in the busiest city on the face of the earth, stealing but a moment of peace before what is sure to be another whirlwind day of sacrificing the very most of himself to the altar of the life he helped create, ensuring its health and happiness and hopefully safety. I get it, sir. I get it, I think, setting my judgment to the side. Then I get a little closer and realize... It's Alec Baldwin. (laughs) Anyway, hope you like that story. You're my very favorite, Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. You're a great writer. That was fun to read. And I mean, this is, he's with Hilaria at this point, and they don't even have seven kids yet. I think there's like four more babies. I think they only have three babies at this point, maybe even just one. I don't know. What struck me was that with his eyes closed, someone could have also stolen the baby, not just the credit card. Maybe he was wanting that to happen. And doesn't he do credit card ads, by the way? I don't know what that has to do with anything, but I was just thinking that if it's the if it's the credit card that he advertises, um, maybe his baby was trying to get in on it too. You know, like if I hold this card, do I get a paycheck from Citibank or whatever? But that's if that guy's exhausted and he has 50 nannies, what... Oh, that made me real glad I don't have kids. And it made me realize that, um, <laughs> I don't know if Alec Baldwin is that into having all these babies or if his wife is in charge of that one. I mean, obviously his sperm has to be involved too, but I don't know. Listen, I don't want to want to, I don't want to think about it, but yes, we do talk about Ilaria Baldwin and Alec and their 50,000 children uh, more often than I'd like to honestly on this podcast. So um, that was a perfect celebrity sighting for the No Fun Podcast. All right. And now is my time to jump on over to the Patreon and end the free version. Again, please join us. And if you don't, that's okay. But until next week, have fun. <laughs>